and welcome to our first short episode where Nikita and Max, our senior consultants at Pace Vic and Pace New South Wales, do the perfect preparation podcast as you head into an interview. So here are 10 tips in 10 minutes. Let's go. Hi guys, if you're listening to this, you've probably recently had an interview or you're preparing for an interview and Nikita and I, both senior consultants here at Pace, are just going to give you 10 quick tips in 10 minutes of how to ace your next interview. Um, the first tip that I had in mind, I think this is quite an obvious one, but it gets mentioned a lot, uh, is to research the industry and the company that you're interviewing for. Um, I think if you can get the opportunity to show that you've at least put in a little bit of work and a little bit of study and I mean, know about their products or know what they do, um, it really gives you the opportunity to come back to those questions like, why do you want to work here? Or, you know, how do you see yourself adding value to the business? It really gives you the opportunity to sort of I don't know, show that you are committed and you have put in the work and you are you know, ready to put your best foot forward for the role. Awesome. Tip number two would be think about your presentation. Again, this might be a bit obvious, but don't walk up to your interview in flip-flops and jeans. Definite <laughs> no-go. Um, but also you want to cater to like the culture of the business. My tip, if you're unsure, is to always ask the recruiter if you're going through a recruitment agency or overdressed is better than being underdressed um second to that even if it's over zoom i would still you know have your pajama shorts on but like have like a shirt on a tie on or a nice top on so just make sure that um again you're just presenting yourself professionally and also think about your language over over zoom Zoom as well so sit sit up straight um lean forward and that makes a world of difference absolutely I, i i agree i don't think you can ever overdress uh, number three is to plan your commute. Now, this is a very, very important one. Mm. You really want to scope out where there's parking, um, if public transport is the best, or you know, just make sure you're early, pretty much. It's the bottom line. Plan it so you're there about 10 minutes early. Um, and just, you know, even if you have to go down there the day before, if you have the time, or just work out the best way to get there so that you're not nervous and in a rush, because even if you do arrive bang on, you don't really have time to settle and you might still be a little bit nervous. So plan that commute out so that you've got at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes to relax, sit in the waiting room and, and sort of collect your thoughts before you go in there. Yeah, perfect. Um, number four is to build rapport or to start a conversation prior to the interview. It just helps you get a feel for the interviewer um, and it will calm your nerves because if you both like football and you're talking about the game the night before, that's already like a commonality and you can kind of just kind of ease into it, have a bit of a laugh. Also, people hire people they like, whether you you'd like it or not um so um yeah definitely try to think of some conversation starters um to get the ball moving i agree it's the best way to settle your nerves i know as as someone who interviews myself um you can often uh, you can often have your mind halfway made up in that first 10 minutes just from speaking with someone you really get a feel of their personality their culture fit for a business Mm. rather than maybe a bit nervously jumping straight into the work stuff it's a really good opportunity to show your uh show your personality before you start Mm mm-hmm Um, And second to that, uh, this is point number five, um, is slip your questions into the interview, mid-interview, rather than waiting right till the end. Mm. I think this just makes it flow more like a two-way conversation Mm. rather than like you're being interrogated and just getting fired question after question. So, I mean, it's always good to have some questions prepared, and I'm sure if you're going for any role, you will always have some questions about the business, about the role, about what it looks like. So when the time comes, if you get the the chance to slip those in and ask them back, because you've got to remember an interview is both ways. You've Mm -hmm. got to make sure that it is the right company for you just as much as they need to make sure that you're the right person for the company. 
Awesome. And just to quickly add to that as well, if you leave all your questions to the end, it can kind of sound rehearsed. Whereas when like during the conversation, you, they might say something and you'll be like, oh, I actually have a question about that. So it just shows as well that you um, you're paying attention and um, and yeah, you're 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 all in. Um, the next point is. I guess to be vulnerable, but more so like, don't feel like it's a bad thing to ask to repeat a question. That doesn't make you, I think a lot of people think that that's, um, that's a bad thing to do. If you don't hear a question or if you don't understand a question, say that and they'll repeat it. You'd rather get the, you'd rather answer the, the question right than to guess um, and just go off on a tangent about something that they weren't really asking about. Um, and if they ask about a skill set as well and you don't have it, again, just say, look, I actually don't have experience here, but I do have experience in X, Y, Z, which will allow me to build on my experience here. So there's ways of going around it, but still being honest, if Absolutely. that makes sense. Yeah, look, no candidates kind of tick every single box. So mm. it's okay not to have one of the skills. Mm. And yeah, as you said, if you don't hear a question, rather than take an educated guess, always just say, sorry, can you repeat that? Because yeah. uh, you'll look a lot sillier if you just go for it and miss. So that takes us to tip number seven, which is to use real life examples and metrics to give evidence of your past success. So look, I think anyone can say they're good at something or, or say that they've done something in the past, but if you have actual measurables of past experience, um, you know, if you've made X amount of sales and, and or you've brought in X amount of clients, you know, if you can actually use a number and make it, you know, a measurable way of, I suppose, measuring your past past experience and past success. Mm. Um, it just means it's a lot translatable. People might know if you've, you know, if you're an accountant, for example, and you've you've done X amount of volume of invoices rather than just saying I've done a high volume because a high volume at one place might not be a high volume to another. So it's just that different sort of language that makes it, you know, directly measurable. And especially if you've had a read through the job description beforehand and you know exactly sort of what, what they do, how much, you know, revenue they work with, or, or obviously it depends on the role you're going for. But if you can really relate it back to the new numbers and stuff that they do and they have, you know, have in mind for the role to show that you can do it, I think that that's a really good trick to do as well. Mm, it also adds some credibility as well because you're, you're actually showing that you know what they're asking and you're backing it up with, with evidence. Absolutely. Um, so point eight is to, I guess, just take your time in the interview to listen and to respond. Some, some of us, when we're nervous, we oversell or we just let that nervous energy take over and it can come across as being quite desperate. Um, so don't feel the need to have to constantly be selling yourself. Um, I think it just doesn't come across as... Um, it, it just doesn't give the right impression or the right energy for the interview. So take your time, hear what, they, what, what they're saying, and then um, formulate your, your answer thereafter. Yep. So tip number nine, now this one I think is one that's easier said than done, <laughs> to be honest, but don't panic. Uh, if it's not going well or you know you've sort of, you know, made a bit of a mistake or not answered something as well as you potentially could have, I mean, try and gather yourself and start again for the next question. Mm -hmm. I know when you feel yourself going all hot and nervous and you, you know you've made a mistake. But look, companies expect you to be nervous and, and we as recruiters expect people to be yeah. nervous and people, you know, behave differently than they normally might when they are feeling nervous. So yeah. just don't panic. Get yourself back on to talking, talking about something that you might be a bit more confident about and, mm -hmm. and just try and find your feet again and start again because every question is a new start in an interview. Fantastic. And the last point... Be positive, smile, and just have like that energetic, like that energetic presence about you. 
again people also like happy people so um if you come into the room you're smiling you're you know you're 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 friendly um it just gives a really good impression and it shows that you want to be there um it yeah having a good energy about you i think does more for you than than you probably realize absolutely i think we keep harping on it but from people who interview people all the time like you know we're just normal people and we, we want to put forward people who we think we'll, we would like to work with and that's mm. that's how people interview for roles because they're going to be spending time managing you and working with you uh, so if you're someone who's up and about energetic happy and you can tell that they're going to be you know a lot of fun to work with they're going to be more likely to hire you based on someone who could be a bit more dull and dreary and not yeah. super enthusiastic yeah but you do sure. also have to find that line you don't want to be too <laughs> crazy so just yeah the right amount of uh, enthusiasm and positivity goes a long way i think yeah be yourself they say um so the to, to end i guess um we might just help you with thinking of some questions that would be good for you to ask in, in an interview people can kind of get stuck here so i guess me and max will just go one for one again but i guess one really good one to to ask is um what the ideal candidate would would be like in this role um another good question that you could ask is uh why would i want to join the business i think this gives them a good mm. opportunity to you know, sell their values and, and give you a really good idea about the positives of a business that might not have been covered so far in the interview as well. Yeah, another good one um, is also to ask about the career progression, especially if, if that's something that's important to you. Um, you know, you can ask them if there's like um, a career plan for every single person or if it's like an individualized thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another, another question that you can ask, which I think really shows um, that you are passionate and, and interested in the role is, is there any opportunities for further training and development? Um, I think this shows that you are super keen to continue to learn and progress and, and really have that right attitude uh, to give, give the role your best shot as well. We hope this has helped you with your interview preparation. Um, as Max said at the beginning, this is just a really like quick fire episode. So if you did want some more um, in-depth tips, uh, please do reach out. We'd, we'd be more than happy to, to help. All the best. As the pair said, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us, whether it's connecting on LinkedIn or sending an email to apply at pacevic.com.au. Happy interviewing.